Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Greetings and welcome to episode seven of the Arcade Raiders podcast. This is what happens when you give a group of content creators a microphone and an audience. I am Jeremy and with me to help deliver the shenanigans is my good friend, Jesse. Jesse, how are you? Dude, I am doing fan-freaking-tastic. And yourself? Oh man, this has been a pretty good week. Lots of good stuff going on. It's been pretty fun. I know, dude. Like For me, it's been chemageddon for me. So I've been getting like keys constantly like for a lot of indie games. I love it. So Yeah. Yeah, you were excited about a few of the indie games. I know you were excited about. Um, oh, the, we'll get. Uh, oh, we'll talk about that one later. Because oh, <laughs> oh, hold it. Oh, that, you that's sound excited. That's like a. I'm I'm waiting for the whole like 50 minutes to go by. Then it's like, oh, the time yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's one I, that we're going to talk about too that I've been playing quite a bit. So we'll definitely hit that up as we go. Yeah. Uh, did you see the teledirect on uh, Tuesday? I think it was. I did see the Nintendo Direct. I actually watched it like three times. I watched it on my own. I watched it uh, a second time on my own. Then I watched it a third time with an actual streamer um, kind of doing a highlight of it. So I thought it was so cool, man. I love the Nintendo Direct format. I know. It's pretty much, you're pretty much, it's pretty much the title. Direct. You're getting everything that you need to know and not that whole like no ground BS. A hundred percent. They, you know, they, they get in there and they snap their fingers and they say, here's the game snap here's the game snap here's what's coming out snap here's the new smash character you know so it's just boom 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 and i love that what what specifically about the nintendo direct did you, did you like i'm gonna ha- i'm gonna have to say it i like hearing about animal crossing and i loved hearing about xenoblades coming to the switch yes so i never played xenoblade chronicles for the Me wii because my son was really young when the wii u came out so it was a lot of those like kitty games and yeah. i had the xbox 360 at the time so i never invested in a lot of those heavy games on the wii u um now we did play a lot of guitar hero on the wii u because it was you know the wii guitar u. hero yeah yeah exactly it was guitar hero so um no but i'm excited to play that one and um i'm really excited um to do the nino kuni uh remake i'm looking forward to that one. Oh um, yeah as good. of today i think you can get like eight dollars off of it or something so that's pretty cool and, you know, recording this on friday so yeah, the, the sale will probably over when everybody else hears this but it was pretty neat but other than that, Animal Crossing, super stoked about the Smash characters. My son was super stoked about. So I, I'm excited. Oh, and Link's Awakening. Oh, dear God. That's me so hyped when that comes out. I can't wait to play it. Did you see the new Amiibo? Is there an Amiibo with Link holding like a... I think I think it is. I think it's like a tuned version of Link, like a tunier version. Yes. So yeah. there's two Amiibos coming out for Link's Awakening, I believe. 
Uh, one is kind of just the cartoony version with him and the sword and shield. And there's another one where he's holding like a little bird or something, I think. Hmm. So I think there are two. I could be wrong. I'm sure somebody will correct us if they're listening. But yeah, it's I I pre-ordered the Amiibo. So. Oh, did you uh, check out the new Pokemon stuff? I did. I'm excited. I think that Pokemon's game, that Pokemon game is going to be bigger than we are expecting. I think it's going to be a huge RPG. Oh, dude, it's going to be so great. And the one thing I'm excited about was not the new Pokemon. It was about making curry. I was like, you can make oh. curry in the game? Dude, frick, find them there. Buy two copies. Let's go. I immediately thought, well, you can make buffs and potions in the game. You know, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, cool. You get to be the curry expert and get to get to make all those cool things. So I guess I guess they're to buff your your Pokemon. I don't know, but I'm gonna make all the curry. Be <laughs> a whole stream. Just me making curry. Don't mind me. <laughs> I was really excited to see they mentioned. Didn't they mention the multiplayer again? Yeah, there was a few things in the multiplayer, like a Pokemon camp where you can kind of like pet. Yeah, like your Pokemon, which I like that. That's gonna be they, cool. I, yeah, I they like that. Everybody knows much of that. They, you know, we know raid battles. We know that so far. We know customizations of character was gonna be great. Yeah. A uh, few new Pokemon, which you saw that Curry and Pokemon Camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pokemon Camp. Yeah, um, yeah. it's going to be great. And you know, I know people are already counting down for Animal Crossing as well. I, I was never a huge fan of Animal Crossing on the 3DS. I have it. I've played it for several hours, um, but I'm really excited about this one. Uh, a bigger screen. My kid will will both get copies of this game. I ordered Pokemon Pokemon Sword. He ordered Pokemon Shield, and we'll both get a copy of Animal Crossing. Nice. So yeah, it's just how much of an nerds we are here in the Skyroby household but so ladies and gentlemen friends and enemies we're here to deliver some of the weekly video game news with our thoughts commentary and excitement every week we like to talk we like to take a look at sweet sweet video game goodness without further ado it's now time for arcade raider news with jesse welcome to arcade news guys let's take a look at news this week we got some stories. First of all, hey, remember the live show? Such a good day. If you remember, we reported here on Arcade News that a rumor was spreading about the NES controller, sorry, Super NES controller, coming out for the Switch. And then the rumors of the Super Nintendo games coming to the Switch. Well, during Nintendo Direct, we also saw it coming true as of September 5th. 20 Super Nintendo games were dropped on their online service. We do have a complete list, and uh, here's how it goes. <clears throat> Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Stunt Racer, Stunt Race FX, Kirby's Dream Land 3, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Star Fox, F-Zero, Pilot Wings, Kirby's Dream Land, Brawl Brothers, Breath of Fire, Demon's Crest, Joe and Mac 2, Super EDF, Super Ghosts and Goblins, Super Poyo Poyo 2, Super Soccer, and Super Tennis. <sighs> On top of that, we got the look at the new controller coming up for the Wii. Sorry, Switch. Yeah, so confused there. It is going to be a Super Nintendo controller, and it's going to be nice. I'm looking at that thing. I just want to buy it right now for myself. Like two two of them. One for the Switch, one for my PC, so I can just find that. Sky, what do you think of that list so far? The games, holy crap. I think the list is good. I think it's really cool that they're adding those things since you subscribe to the Nintendo you know, Switch online service or that environment. Uh, they added the Nintendo NES stuff last year, and I think adding, or was it this year maybe? Is last year. Last year. Um, yeah. yeah. So adding that on top of what we have for the NES, I think it's pretty nice. I think it's a good price for you know a whole year for like twenty or thirty bucks. Those Super NES games, I think, are pretty nice. Um, I'm excited. Of course, I, everybody loves Super Mario World. Um, mm-hmm. Link to the Past is a, is yes! a good one. Super Metroid's oh. a good one. Um, Breath of Fire, that old RPG, is a good one. 
those are just, I mean, those are just stock games on the on the Super Nintendo. Some of them are actually on the uh, Super Nintendo Classic. So I yes, have seen yes. some of those, uh, like Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. That's all on you know the the SNES mm-hmm. Classic. So I'm excited. I think again, it's another benefit to having the subscription. Uh, the Super Nintendo controller for the Switch. Oh, I'm gonna order it. Um, I, I think as of us recording this, it's not out yet. Like I don't think you can record. I don't think you can order it yet. But yeah, it's thirty bucks. Just don't go out to eat for a month and buy a SNES controller. I mean, it even has the like the same colors, the same size. It has the indented, you know, buttons at the top. So it's gonna be great. It's it's fantastic. And I'm excited to actually see some SNES stuff roll around. But it I begs the question. Know, go ahead. I wanna know I wanna know if the European SNES controller is different from ours, because there was colors. First oh. ours is like the maybe it is. I wanna see that now. It's like Yo, if that comes out to you guys, let us know because I want to see that controller from the UK. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd definitely like to see that. Um, to see how different it is. Are you talking about the ones with like the red, green, yellow, and blue? Yeah, ones? red, green, blue, you want? Yeah, the yeah. UK versions was like, ooh, go on. I think you can actually order one of those from Eight Bit Do. Is it Eight Bit Do, or I think that's how you say it? I think you can actually order one of those from Eight Bit Do. They uh, make uh, third-party controllers. But again, I don't know how it syncs or anything like that. So I think it'd be a standard like controller syncing, like like the controller syncing, like that Bluetooth button, hit that, it synced up to your Switch console, and boom, there you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I'm excited. Oh, same. all I know is that all it says it's going to be available soon is all it says. Uh, what games are you for? Hopefully, they come out for the NES Classic. Oh, for it to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see um, Final Fantasy, which is not going to happen. But yeah. that would be kind of cool. I think that'd be a huge addition. Um, I'd like to see a remake, and people think I'm crazy. I'd like to see a remake of Mario Paint. You remember Mario Paint? <laughs> Dude, I still have my mouse from that. I think that was such a cool concept. Of course, you know, again, it was way ahead of its time. And I thought it was pretty cool. I thought Mario <laughs> Paint was pretty cool. I would like to see Mario Paint mixed in with, like, uh, Mario Maker. Bring that together. Like, how would you control the, like, would you a joystick mouse? Or, like, what's up? Because I well, thought the mouse you have the touch screen on the switch. So oh, yeah, you, true. you have your finger, you know, that's it. You just paint stuff or, you know, choose different. I just think it'd be kind of a cool little neat addition. Uh, but I, I think that would be kind of cool to see that game come back. Um, I'd also like to, this is weird. I'd like to see street fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, street fighter, um, street fighter. That probably won't happen. That probably won't happen. Yeah, it won't. I'd also like to see chrono trigger, but that's not going to happen. Um, earthbound. I, that's not going to happen. I do. I think Earthbound might be on a list because it's Nintendo. Yeah. And it might be a whole E3 thing where it's like, oh, welcome to E3 Town Direct. Oh, and by the way, we're dropping Earthbound today. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. Uh, Some of the Mega Man's coming out would be neat. Of course, I'd Mm -hmm. like to see that. But a lot of these games are on the SNES Classic. So that's pretty cool. But I would love to be able to rewind because I know that that's kind of cheating, but I'd love to be able to rewind like it is on, on these. You can. Yeah, I know exactly. So on these, you can rewind. If you die, you can kind of rewind a few frames, which is totally cheating. But it would be kind of cool to have that option on the. SNES I don't classic. care. Yeah, I tore through Super EDF today. I rewind my ass off. I was like, oh, "Bold hell, screw you." <laughs> oh, we, we cleared it. Thank God. Woo. Yeah, I'd also like older games like NBA Jam. I think that oh, would be kind of a neat one because I, I mean, so I played awesome. that game a ton. Turtles in Time. Dude, that came out. Goodbye, world. <laughs> We'll see you later. Yeah, we'll bye. Later. Yeah. So all in all, I think it was a good... The whole Direct was really good for them to drop the Nintendo Super Nintendo stuff yesterday. 
well, yeah, because we're recording this on Friday, so yesterday uh, is huge, and I think it's neat. And of course, you know, it's it's like we had the nostalgia trip last week, so it's the same thing for this one. Okay, let's go on to our next story, guys. Here on the news desk, nothing is safe. We have my reporters everywhere, and dude, shout out to my role reporter Jane Campbell for the scoop. <laughs> so, Starbound came out in 2014, but some of the devs have reported they work for free and for long hours. Now, this isn't the first time Chucklefish has these allegations against them for exploiting their employees, but the issues were reported again in a tweet by designer Damon Reese. In short, he tweeted he was 16 and he worked 100 hours for no pay. Then, of course, other foreign workers came forward and with similar stories, even saying they were too afraid to ask for any money. And if anyone who did ask would be screamed at. Now, Chucklefish did give a statement to Polygon about the allegations. They said, we are aware and saddened by the current allegations against Chucklefish regarding Starbound's early development. During this time, both the core crew and community contributors were collaborating via a chat room and dedicated and dedicated their t- time for free. Community contributors were under no obligation to create content, work to deadlines, or put any particular number of hours in. Everyone was credited and, and repaid back as their yes. agreement. It's almost been a decade since Starbound's development first began. From Chucklefish has grown considerably into an indie studio that has a strong emphasis on a good working practice, providing a welcoming environment for all employees and freelancers. Our doors remain open to any related parties who wish to discuss their concerns with us directly. So, we see an indie studio now getting allegations. I like seeing this because it proves that no one is safe. Uh, this is some horrible, this is horrible. They're, they're trying to report on the same issue than Chucklefish. What the frick, man? Yeah, so, yeah, this is this is weird. I, I'm having deja vu. You know, when we talk about this, we talk about, you know, Rockstar or whatever, you know, game development company isn't make, you know, isn't paying their folks or putting them in too much crunch or, or whatever. This, this is, it's just, this is deja vu, you know, it, it is, um, it's just happening more and more. It, it's sad that, you know, it's, it's sad that it's happening. It's still happening. Um, this person said they worked hundreds of hours. They were 16, 16. Um, there are, if, yeah. You know, there are child labor laws. You know, I don't know how they do that, but it seems to me like they are calling these people specifically community contributors. So they were basically assumed they were giving their time for free. Yep. So that's, that's why I'm a little confused. Um, where they said community contributors were under no obligation to create content, work to deadlines, or put in any particular number of hours. Everyone was credited or, you know, whatever agreement they had. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what kind of agreement this person had. Sam, I want that contract so bad now. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, number one, 16, so they're legally allowed to work in the U.S., but of course there are child labor laws. Yeah, they are. You can only work X number of hours a week. You can only do X number of, you know, X type of labor a week, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm curious to see how those child labor laws, if that's the case, what are the limitations in video game industry? Um, you know, what are the, you know, as far as physical limitations, as far as mental limitations, I definitely like to see those. Um, but it's kind of sad. Chucklefish, you know, they, they, they make some pretty cool games. You know, they helped out with Stardew Valley for a while. They did. You know, until he took it back. Um, but it's kind of sad. We're still seeing this stuff and we're still seeing, you know, people being exploited for their work in video games. I really want that contract because I was reading the story. I was like, okay, what's the contract say? Because there could be like something here. If this was like an online thing, like, hey, you want to like help with me a game? 
sure, yeah. you know, that could be the case, but who knows, you know? I think at 2014, let me just check really quick on Chucklefish's like thing. I think in 2014, they at least had one game under their belt, and I think that was Risk of Rain. Yeah, Risk of Rain. That's right. Yeah. Stardew yeah. Valley, Risk of Rain, Starbound. Yeah, so they had some wonderful stuff behind there. So I'm thinking that maybe Chucklefish is doing something very fishy. Yeah, they started <laughs> with. I, see I know, right? Yep, they started with Wonderlust back in 2011, and then Risk of Rain, then Halfway, Interstellar, Wonderlust Defensors, started about, yeah. So there was still time. At least Halfway was, you know, done before, like, Wonderful Starbound. Yeah. Like, two years for, like, sorry, not, like, short time before, like, Starbound actually came out. So they knew what the fuck they were doing. Sorry, but hey, Chucklefish, nah, don't do that yeah. again. Yeah, bad Chucklefish. But, I mean, I think that... From what I read, some of the articles, it seemed like several other people kind of backed up that story. Like, yeah. And they were basically throwing contracts. And those contracts were like, oh, these are industry standards. And, um, you know, from what I understand, the way it seems like it's worded is that they were promised further employment with Chucklefish, I believe, mm -hmm. um, if they kind of help contribute. That's kind of how I was understanding it. I mean, people, you can correct me, um, but it seems like they were kind of promised like, hey, you want to be in the video game industry? Here's a good way to do it. Um, it's just, we're just not going to pay you. So get paid for your work, kids. Get paid for your work. Get a contract. Yes. And they did sign a contract. They did? But I, yeah, but I think there was some things, you know, of, you if know. we sell, yeah. Yeah, so as a 16-year-old kid, they're going to throw a job. You know, if they, somebody throws a job at you and promises, hey, you can work in the video game industry if you do this, a 16-year-old kid is going to jump on it because they really don't know better. I'm so... Mm -hmm. I also wonder if they knew that he was 16 years old or if that 16-year-old is an acceptable age to work for them. So there's all kinds of questions. Uh, either way, if he's, if this person was exploited, if other people were exploited, that sucks, Chucklefish. No, I was reading this article too. It does seem like that the, yeah, that he knew that, you know, that they knew he was 16. He was feeling like his work didn't matter. But still, you just get paid for work you do. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're just taking this whole point. So I want to see that contract really bad. Just kind of get the last, like, clear point like this is where we're at chucklefish yeah i agree in other words lawyer up <laughs> <laughs> okay let's continue on to our last headline of the week guys man e3 feels like forever ago doesn't it yeah uh, we saw some awesome games and some bed taking people over the whole conference but one person stole my heart no it's not keanu get out of here with that it was ikumi nakemura yes the adorable woman showing up the spooky game from a vest that goes by Tokyo. Oh, well, as of Wednesday, she confirmed that she'll be the party in Tango Gameworks. Tango was responsible for awesome games such as EUFN and EUFN 2. She tweeted in English. That's her actual tweet. I'm, I'm not a bad reader. After nine years as creative director and art director at Tango and Xenomax, I felt here is one of ends of the journey. I learned from the talented, from the talented people I've worked with and I respect. Contact me if anyone wants to work with me. Uh, she has done work on many other games, such as Akami, Bayonetta, Resident Evil 2. Uh, she has no indication of where she's going to go. I mean, can we hire her for Archivator's, you know, Archivator's <laughs> podcast, please? Like, I will love her. She can just be a hype girl. Yeah. She she stole our hearts at E3. I think she, when she came out on stage, she had this just amazing energy to her. When I saw her come out, she was bubbly and smiley and, you know, she she came out as a fan of her work and as a fan of the work that she helps create. 
And yep. I think to me that spoke volumes. Like this, this lady came out here, you know, came out here, spoke, was so enthusiastic about uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, which is going to be a fantastic game. It looks like, oh, you I know, she, just, she came out, she did her little high kick. You know, she was just so excited to talk about spooky games. You know, that's how she kind of did it. She was like spooky, spooky games. And I, everybody just fell in love with her. You know, everybody was like, oh, Keanu Reeves is breathtaking. Nope. Nope. It, it could be, she, she was just fantastic. And I, I'm, it's kind of sad that she, you know, she's not with her company anymore with Tango. Mm-hmm. Not sure what happened. I really don't know her. I don't think her tweets really give a reason. Um, kind of sounds like she was maybe let go, but I am sure she will land on her feet. I mean, she has a lot of experience. She's created some really cool stuff. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially of all her jobs too. Like she helped Benny Hass in the game industry and I will yeah, love Bayonetta. to see her. Oh, Bayonetta. Also Kami. Also yeah. you got Resio too. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, yo, hire this woman, okay? Anyone is listening from Japan, hire her now. I'm sure she got a nice stack of emails in her mailbox by the end of that day when this went. Oh yeah, you know when she tweeted this. Um, you know, unless there's something we don't know, and that she might be the opposite of you know what we've seen. Who knows? Um, let, let me just have my fantasy like game developing waifu here. Come on, <laughs> she <laughs> was fantastic. Have- she, we let Tim have fantasies. Let me have my fantasy about her. Like, oh, make that spooky game for me. Make that spooky game. Spooky game. game. I, I like I said. I think she had just a really cool energy and a really she was oh, yeah. a fan of what she was doing and she was believed in what she was doing and she wasn't reading off a script. You know, she, it wasn't like Pete Hines getting up there staring in the camera and reading off a script. You know, the same stuff he always tells us. You know, it was her like excited and nervous and just having a good time. And I really enjoyed it. She'll land on her feet. She will. And like always, guys, we look at the game releases for the week of September 9th. Guys, this week you can pick up eFootball PES 2020, Gears 5, Greedfall, Borderlands 3, Damon X Messina, NASCAR Heat 4, NHL 20, and Celeste Chapter 9 DLC. Welcome to game season. Holy yeah, hell. This that is list a right week. there is crazy. This um, is Gears a week. 5. Gears, Gears 5. 5 is released. If you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, Gears 5 was accessible late Thursday night. Um, Greedfall, I think, is going to be the hidden sleeper of this game season. Uh, Borderlands 3, they're already saying game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Damon X Machina, I played the demo of it yesterday for about oh, it's, 45 it's a minutes. Game. <laughs> it's, it's, it's challenging. I didn't. I totally forgot how challenging mech games are. Like You have oh. to use like all the buttons your fingers can touch. Yeah. Um, so, and then of course, everybody's going crazy with Celeste Chapter Nine DLC. The, the people are already like, "Oh, Celeste, you know, was one of the top games of last year." So, mm-hmm. um, this right here, this week right here, if you bought all of these games, you could literally go until like Animal Crossing comes out in March. Like you could just would, you could play these games the whole time. Well, let me see if you put in about four hours a night to each <laughs> game, and weekends did about eight, depending on what you do. Yeah. I can see your gears being like a thirty-hour game, maybe not count online, so yeah. I can go on forever. Greedfall probably a fifty-hour game. Borderlands definitely a fifty-hour game. Damage up probably a thirty-hour game, and of course the sports games last on forever. Yeah, so yeah, that will last you until pretty much Animal Crossing or until you get bored. Yeah. Uh, and guys, we do this every week. Free stuff, y'all love free stuff because we love free. Guys, Epic Store till twelfth, you can pick up the end is nigh, and. Abzu. Those are good like games. Abzu. They are. Heck and yeah. it's nigh. 
NNI is a great game. Just like certain Meat Boy, amazing platformer, hard as hell. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. You know, just go on to Epic Games and get the games for free. Jeez. Free games. We've been telling this for six episodes. Six episodes. Free games. Free games, yes. Free. <laughs> free. Get your games. Uh, and guys, that's going to do it for all the news and releases this week. We'll be back next week to the news desk and see what follows up. EA, Ninja, good stuff. Jam my desk this week. Keep it going. All right, this is a segment of the show in which we take a letter or note from a gamer out there and discuss some post question or topic. Well, hopefully we try to answer the question, but you never know with us. So let's just continue. This one comes from JerkCat1337. Wait, what? Do we know I, a JerkCat? I, I do. <laughs> you know a JerkCat. I think my oh. whole streams knows I know a JerkCat. Hey, so, are you writing emails? <laughs> so this is the JerkCat that's sitting right behind you. Hi, your cat's typing emails now. My cat is that intelligent. I'm kind of sure of my life. So Jerk Cat writes in and says, Hey dudes, my lame human dad always complains about video game developers closing oh. and how EA is ruining things. Yeah, he apparently has cat. Yeah, he apparently has nothing better to do. My question <laughs> for you is which closed developer do you guys miss? Which developer would you reopen? And what game title or franchise would you bring back? Later, Gators. P.S. Dad, I peed on the couch. God damn it, so <laughs> So, Jerk Cat, thanks for writing in. And yes, I know everybody complains a lot about developers being ruined by X, Y, and Z. So, I thought we'd kind of start, you know, just, just from the news and from understanding, you know, there, there are reasons why developers, you know, are no longer around. Um, there are some, you know, some exact reasons. Uh, number one, you know, sometimes they, they fail because of, you know, marketing or lack thereof. You know, how are they promoting mm -hmm. it? You know, and that goes all the way from indies to triple A's. Lack of marketing or, you know, was the marketing wrong? Was it geared towards people? So, you know, sometimes things fail because of that. Uh, of course, there's also financial. You know, there could be that, you know, they expected X number of units to be sold and it was maybe uh, half of that. So those are low results. Um, there's also shareholder intervention. Um, there's also sometimes, you know, what contributes to a lot of that is reviews and how yeah. the games are received. And it kind of develops some sort of bad reputation. Um, kind of doing some research. There's also some other things like bankruptcy. Bankruptcy is the big one. Oh, it's a big um, one. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of these, you know, developers, they lose money. It's it's not cheap to make a video game. So sometimes these costs of making these games are completely inflated and get way out of control which leads to, you know, bankruptcy or, you know, not enough time, which is going to kind of snowball into, well, the reviews are going to be bad and then they're not going to sell enough units, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these companies are just acquired by other companies such as Westwood and Visceral. Uh, we all know the stories behind those folks. Westwood was the Command and Conquer folks. And, and what Visceral, happened to that one? And what yeah, happened to well, that one? <laughs> it's on a mobile phone now, um, oh, which is boy. very disappointing. <laughs> So uh, Westwood, which was the Command and Conquer group, and then, of course, Visceral, which created Dead Space. Um, Visceral was also rumored to have a they were. Star Wars games in the work that was apparently supposed to blow our mind based upon the story. And it was not going to be like your your grandma's Star Wars. Like it was supposed to be deep. Um, I forget her name. The lady that was running that one. Uh, is it Hennig? 
Um, so she was in charge of a lot of that stuff, I think. So, of course, they were acquired by EA as well. Then, of course, you have, you know, groups like Lionhead Studios. Lionhead Studios was acquired by Microsoft. And we know Lionhead Studios is famous for uh, Fable. Peter Molyneux. <laughs> so, yeah, we know. So Microsoft acquired those. And then some are just, you know, some kind of fal- falter and other companies will pick them up like THQ, which is now THQ Nordic. And of yeah. course, the rumor is with THQ Nordic right now, they have something like 80 games, you know, in development as we speak. So there's lots of things going on with video game developers going under. Um, there's lots of contributions to it, like why they go under. Um, and then, of course, there's lots of examples. There's uh, when I was doing kind of some research here, I would type up, you know, I would search for these video game companies. And it was always this top 15 list of companies that went or that are gone, that are no longer around. So um, we have plenty of examples. So Jesse, what, give us a couple, what developers would you like to see come back, reopen, and then what game title franchises would you like to bring back? Hang on, the first thing I want to bring back and actually fix is Lion Studios because Fable. Okay. Fable's an amazing game. Yeah. I love it. And how I would fix that is get rid of Peter Molyneux. Okay, Peter Molyneux is by far, I hate to say this, he's a big dreamer. Okay. And he puts so much effort like, oh, you can make this happen in the game. And then you turn out, it's like, oh, I can grow a plant. Oh, you can have a an awesome story that leads you based on your choices. I just got three endings. Yeah. What's so different about this, Pierre Manu? Oh, you don't understand. You're, you, don't, you don't want to play guy with me? Like, no, Pierre Manu, go away. <laughs> Pierre Manu, get up your god, Pierre. I... I play all of his games when I play Goddess. I play Black and White. And I just always felt like, man, this doesn't live the hype. So that's how I'd fix it. Now I'll bring back Fable. Now bring it back in Black and White. Black and White is an amazing game. I haven't played that. It was an old EA game as well. Give that a try. You actually gotta control like a little animal and like help this villager grow as you play God and like some people roll. So it's a very like intuitive game. Yeah. As well as to let's bring back Maxis Studios. Uh they're officially like dissolving this EA, sadly. And Will Wright was like one of the most awesome people to see make games. Like he loved his work. He did. Yeah. Until his last day. If you guys haven't read a book, I'm gonna recommend a book for y'all. It's called All Your Bates Are Belong to Us. And it goes through video game history. It goes through all like a bunch of like video game history from like Mario to Zelda. And even a big part of Max's games where it talked about Peter uh sorry about Will Wright's last day, when pretty much he was not given a retirement package, he was not given a farewell, he was just totally the office. Yeah. And I would definitely bring out Maxis, and I would hire back Will Wright in a heartbeat. Interesting. Because that guy was a creative freaking genius. Like, I would pl- he would actually fix SimCity. Because we got that bullcrap release a while ago of SimCity, which, you all remember, that was only online only. You couldn't play offline for a while. You remember all the server issues we had? Oh boy, and you offer a free game because of that. Enjoy your long line to make a city game because god dang. Yeah. So I would bring out those companies on heartbeat and I would fire Peter Molyneux and I'll hire <laughs> back Will Wright because god dang, I would, I would go behind a true god game genius, Will Wright. <laughs> yeah. Those are those, that's good stuff. Yeah. What, sure. what would you bring out, Jeremy? What would you bring uh, back? So I have. I wrote down several. So I started thinking about some things and I started kind of doing some research. I was like, oh my gosh, some of these amazing companies went are, are no longer around and then nothing's being sold or, you know, they're just, the IPs are just stat- nothing's there. Nothing's being created. You know, of course, of course, 
um, I would want to bring back Visceral just for the fact mm-hmm. I really want to see what that Star Wars game was. Like they always, we hear rumors and legends about the Star Wars game that the Hennig and the group are working on. And it's from what the rumors said, it was supposed to be the ultimate Star Wars game. So I've always just had a fascination of those legends and, you know, the game that could have been, you know, like with Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Their, uh, Blizzard Overwatch was actually a, an MMO at one point called Titan. I always like yeah. hearing about legends of what games were or what they were supposed to be, but then they have a pivot, you know, because of financial reasons or time crunches or shareholders or whatever. So I really would like to bring back Visceral and re, re revive that Star Wars um, thing that they were working on. Also, uh, Westwood, uh, I loved Command & Conquer. Command & Conquer was some of my first PC games. So I love, love, love Command Conquer Red Alert. Dude, Command and Conquer Tiberian Sun. Red Alert was yes. awesome. Did you play Red three? Alert, so good. Did you play three? Uh, I, I kind of dabbled in a lot of those. Um, I never really played as much as uh, just basic Red Alert, though. Did you get the Tim Curry as the evil Russian guy? Maybe. I don't remember that. Oh, I need to send you with that later. Yeah, yeah, I, pretty I, much... that oh, I, I, do, I do remember the voice acting and stuff being kind of kind of terrible. <laughs> but oh, I think it dude. made the game. So it was perfect. Hard. It was a perfect like campy videos between your <laughs> simulation game between your yeah. RTS. I loved it. Yeah. So that and Tiberian Sun, Command and Conquer, Tiberian Sun, I really, really, really enjoyed. Um, of course, there's some other things I'd love to see. NeverSoft with Tony Hawk Pro Skater. So I, I, a couple other things I would like to do. Um, you know, I'd like to see um, NeverSoft come back with Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Tony Hawk Pro Skater was a fantastic game. I liked the music more than I liked the game. So, oh, that yeah. was, that, so just there's all those little games like Midway with NBA Jam. Those those things that are really not around and those companies that really aren't around any longer that have been bought out. Like looking at the list that I wrote down, EA has bought out so many companies. EA bought out Visceral. EA took over Westwood. EA took over Bioware. You know, so EA's formed this nice conglomerate, but all those IPs are no longer there. Like. Where's our KOTOR 3? Wait, we're talking about EA. Can we bring back EA Blackbox, <laughs> who made the Skate series? Because I, yeah, I need my Skate I mean, 4. Yeah, I remember that. Everybody wants a Skate 4. Everybody I hear talks about Skate 4. They want a Skate 4 again. Every year I, I watch the E3 press conference, and I'm like, maybe this year's Skate 4. Nope. <laughs> nope. Welcome to a new meme, guys, where we just spit both Skate 4. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like Fable. Where's our Fable? Oh, yeah. Come on. Where's our Fable? And where's that other game, that other called um i'll think of it later um but where's where are all these games that we're promised but you know we've got good games out there and these you know at some point these games are have have gone past their prime and you know they're classics but it always hurts my heart to see you know these developers close that make these sweet games and you know to see that people pour their passion into them and it's almost like it's just another day for the video game industry and that's kind of sad as a consumer um, because we love this stuff, you know, we fell in love with these things and, you know, we always like to blame the big dog, you know, of EA swooping in to purchase this stuff and buy this stuff and destroy this stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's a business transaction. You yeah. know, people think that they're doing it for the right reasons and, you know, right reasons and the right dollar amount. But yeah, those are just several that I would like to see come back and kind of relive those, those old franchise, and those old developers that are no longer around. And a lot of times we got to think of this too. It's not about our personal choice. It's not about if we love the franchise. It's all about that big thing, which is money. Is it yeah. making money? How much is it going to cost for marketing? All that other stuff. At the end of the day, like 
we got Mercy who Activision closed down like Bizarre Creations, who made the Project Gotham Race series, as well as their last greatest game, Blur. We got remember that. They closed yeah. that down and it was sad. And sad times. it's all about that big dollar sign. That big dollar sign. And some of those smaller developers are having trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a whole other topic here to discuss, but that's the reason a lot of them are putting their product on Epic Game Store, you know? So mm-hmm. it's it is. It's all about that money. Um, you actually mentioned that book. Um, there's another book too. I don't know, and I'll I'll kind of pump in it too by uh, Jason Schreier. He's Kotaku. It's called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels: uh, oh, The Triumphant Turbulent Stories Behind How Video Games Are Made. So, mm-hmm. Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. It's a really good book. It's a pretty short read, but it's really good. Well, really well written. Uh, Jason Schreier is a big known person, you know, in the Kotaku uh, world and in the video game journalism world. So he wrote this book about kind of showing you the complications and how how he says turbulence the video game industry really is and how making video games is not easy. And it ultimately leads to the closing of some of these developers and some of these groups. Really good book. Yep. I'll look into that. Yeah. So jerk cat. Thank you so much for asking that question. Jerk cat. You're getting you. punished here. You're how dare you. You pee on the couch again. You peed on the couch. Really? 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 God, I'm, I'm done with you, dude. I'm done with you. God, what an asshole. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. So thanks for that, guys. And up next, we're going to be talking about what's tickling our funny bits. All right, friends. Each week, we also like to discuss the newer old games that we're playing or what we like to call what is tickling our funny bits. This is the time when we get to discuss the games we're playing and rant or rave. So, Jesse, what is tickling your funny bits as of late? Well, guys, I finally finished Rise and... It was, I mean, yeah, it was a game, but <laughs> but surprising thing this week, guys, EA decided to be kind to me, and they decided to drop on early access Plants for the Zombies, Battle for Namerville, and I've been playing the hell of that, and I'm a huge PvZ plant fan, especially Garden Warfare series, mm-hmm. and I was so surprised to see this get dropped, and Oh my god, such an improvement from the second one. Like, the second one I was so hyped for, and then I was like, this sucks. This is the worst thing I ever played. The grind was bullcrap. They actually made it fun. They actually brought back a lot of things I loved. They actually made the maps a little more like this capture point. They actually made it fun. 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 You know what that word is? That's what I would say. This game is fun. They got rid of a lot of their variants, but now they only have like more of an upgrade system, which is great. But then, oh, let's talk about the game I'm really excited for. The game I've been waiting for. The game, you know it, guys. You know it. It's River City Girls. Oh, this guy, let me tell you real quick, man. This game is so freaking awesome, okay? For one, you got amazing voice heading through from like other YouTubers. You got Jazz at the guy. You got the game grumps, Danny and freaking Aaron just yapping once in a while. You got amazing voice had an awesome writing. Even you got my new favorite guy who pretty much is the biggest creeper. Once you get to this guy, he's like 15 minutes in the game. You're going to laugh your ass off. I guarantee it. I think me and my stream fell in love with him. We actually made an emote of him. We'll like rat the stream. Where it's like, this guy is perfect. He's my new idol. <laughs> so, oh my God. Like I, I'm, I'm about three years in the game. And right now, like, yeah, it's... It's definitely in depth. There's, you can learn a lot of skills. You can increase your stats constantly. Like my biggest problem with the game is that it's not I am multiplayer. It was I am multiplayer. I know me and my buddy will play a hell of this and like it's going. Yeah, I love playing this character. This character looks great. Got all these moves. 
and we're trying to like figure out combos right now on my stream. Like, how can we combo a roll into like a bunch of juggles, which is a fighting game kind of like knockups. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out how can we combo perfectly to keep doing damage. And so far, like we're working on it. We're doing like rolls into haymakers, into wall knockoffs, into a bunch of up kicks, into like whatever else we can do. So yeah, we're trying to figure out a good combo for that. But that's what's definitely taking my funny bits. And oh boy, pick up River City Girls, cause oh, worth the money. Jeremy, what is tickling your funny bits? Um, so I'm still on that WoW Classic hype train. Um, it's wearing down for me though. Um, I'm oh, starting to kind of just go, damn it, this takes a long time. Um, so I had to pull myself away for a couple days, and uh, I've been busy this this whole week, so it hasn't been a ton of playing. Um, but yeah, I've had to, so I've kind of had to pull myself. I'll pick it up, you know, over the next couple days or so and just kind of dabble in it and try to hit level 30. Uh, once you hit level 30 on a lot of characters, it starts to pick up a little bit. So there are definitely lulls and I'm experiencing one of those lulls right now. And plus I'm always, I'm already contemplating, is this something that I want to play long-term still? Cause I've already been out through all this stuff yeah. and it was just a way to kind of relive some of that stuff. But I think I'm getting close to going, okay, cool. Thanks. So I don't know. I don't know if I'll hit level 60 anytime soon. Um, I've also been playing Monster Sanctuary, which is kind of Ooh, a mixture between... Yes. It's it's a Metroidvania RPG Pokemon collecting game. Uh, there is a, there's a pretty in-depth story to it, um, but you run around, you collect these things called familiars uh, by defeating them, so you can actually get like a copy of them. And so each one of these you can customize. They have these huge talent trees that you can go down and customize them. So if you want like tanky type things or healer type things or... or oh, this guy. I've been playing this game too and I agree. It's good. It's really it's, pretty it's cool. Good. It's good. And it's an early access right now. So it's an early access and to throw it in early access, they actually gave a discount. So I think it's like 15 or $16. Um, so it, it's it's worth it. I've already put like five or six hours into it and I'm really digging it. I, I like the graphics. I like the chill music. It's it's those Stardew graphics, you know, so it's not mm-hmm. too fancy. Uh, there is a lot of dialogue to read. There's lots of story to it. Um, but again, you're exploring. So there's a lot of exploration and it rewards you to explore as well. There are hidden chests all over the place. And depending on what familiar you have out, they can do different things. Like there's one familiar that can tear through vines. There's one familiar that can, if you find kind of like a hidden wall, you can bust down the wall. Uh, there's one familiar that'll basically create a rock and drop it in front of you. So if you find like a little trigger platform, you can definitely put the rock on there to trigger it. Um, there's rocks that you might have to f- put fire at it. So you'll have a familiar that can do that. So it's pretty neat to go around and just explore. I'm really enjoying the game. It's it's not a huge game. There's it's Like I said, it's in early access, so they're still kind of working on it. But it's been fun. I've been streaming it. I, I've really enjoyed it. And then I've also started Gears 5. I'm just a bit into it, but so far it is graphically beautiful. Um, it's a really beautiful game, and I can't wait to get Batista. Um, <laughs> the Batista oh, skin. Batista was there. I forgot yeah. Batista was in there. Holy yeah. crap. Hey, he wants it. He said he has said for several years he wants to play Marcus Phoenix. Like he wants to be the movie character that plays that. And I'm like, Dude, yes. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. hundred percent. Yes. He. I mean, he's he's got the body type for it. He's a big dude. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, and I read an article that the the costume set guys when they made the armor, they weren't sure if it fit. But <laughs> when they put it on it, everybody was like, oh "My gosh, this armor 
it, is, it's, it's is meant, meant for him for you. This is meant for you. And so he felt really good about it. Then he did the, you know, he did the, it's about damn time um, tweet. So I thought it was pretty funny, but I'm excited. So I've been playing wild WoW classic monster sanctuary and starting some gears five. Well, that about wraps it up, folks. This is the time we sell out. So, Jesse, let the good folks of the interwebs know where we can find you. Guys, you can find me on Mixer.com slash Tapper. You can come find me streaming most every day of the week. We currently am playing well, a lot of games. I'll probably play more of this week. Not quite sure what else. You can come find me on Twitter, Twitter.com slash Tapper, where I'm trying to post more regularly and also commenting a lot more and also sharing where I've been, mostly fast the places. And also, Join Discord, guys. Discord.gg slash the Burger Nation. Join Discord. Contribute to the news desk. Be like Hambrams. <laughs> and yeah, that's about that's for me. Jeremy, where can we find you at? Yeah, so you can find me streaming on the Mixer platform at mixer.com slash Skyroby. You can also find me on Twitter at Mr. Skyroby. Those are my two main places. I do also sometimes occasionally on Instagram. And it's just at Mr. Skyroby. But that's where you can find me streaming on that mixer platform several times a day live delivering some really cool games and journeys for you guys. And that does it for our time this week. Remember our goal here at the Arcade Raiders podcast is our unique perspective into the video gaming world with random musings and discussion. Until we meet again, enjoy those games.